right, all right. That is Van Weezer. Uh, Weezer just put out a new album, uh, all 80s themed, and it is killer. If you don't have it, you need to go get it. This song is called End of the Game. Uh, I am Keith. By the way, and you were listening to the Real Deal podcast with Scott and Keith, you might notice you're not hearing another voice tonight. What's up with that? What's up with that? Well, as it turns out this week, Scott is on the West Coast, and we just couldn't get our schedules lined up uh, perfectly. And so rather than skipping a week, uh, just in good conscience, I couldn't do that. So I wanted to just come on here and, uh, and, and share a little bit with y'all uh, tonight about um, something that happened to me this week. Um, and so I don't really know what to entitle this podcast. Maybe maybe something along the lines of, of the house that built me. Uh, kind of throwing back an echo to that uh, that song from Miranda Lambert a couple years ago. Um, but I, I had an interesting conversation yesterday. I'm, I'm sitting um, in the middle of a stressful day, uh, got a lot going on, and I get a text from an old friend. And uh, in this text message, you know, he, he's like, hey, man, I'm just thinking about you. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, why? What's up? And he says, well, I'm sitting in my my bedroom, cleaning up the house, getting ready to put it on the market. <clears throat> now, you might ask yourself why that's even interesting. Well, let me give you the backstory. So, it's 2003. I have uh, just begun the process of getting sober. I, I started to get sober in 2001. And, um, and so, I get sober. I get the, well, I start that process anyway. I'm not sober. I'm getting sober. Um, that was about a six year process. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm new in the, in the Christian faith. I'm trying to figure out how to navigate all of my walks of life, right? Not just my, 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 my new faith, but also, also how to, you know, to, to reconcile my marriage, how to, uh, to become a good father. I was, I was terrified about, about that job. Um, you know, we had uh, bought a house and I'm, I've got my first real job, job outside of, outside of, uh, you know, just part-time jobs here and there whenever I was in the band. And anyway, uh, I, I've been building houses for another company for about a year. And so this friend from church, this guy, uh, who sent me the text yesterday, uh, a guy that I really respected comes to me and he says, Hey, listen, um, I want to build my house, but I want you to help me. I want you to do it. He goes, I want you to actually serve as kind of the builder. He goes, because you kind of know what you're doing. Uh, he goes, I know what I want, but you know what you're doing. I said, okay, cool. Yeah, man, I would love that. You know, and at the time, I'm not really, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of excited about the money aspect of it, but I'm not really uh, giving much thought to to what was actually happening. So anyway, we go through this process, and uh, he and I strike up a really good, close friendship. This is a guy that I really respected, still do. Um, still consider him uh, somebody, he's one of those guys that I could call uh, anytime and get sound advice. So, you know, we start the process and, you know, through the whole thing, I mean, he and I are spending a lot of time together. We're hanging out, we're doing things at the house. Uh, the further we got into it, we decided, hey, you know what, we could probably save some money on your budget if we do a lot of this work ourselves, right? So I'm, I'm still working a full-time job somewhere else, building houses for another company. And so I was going over there every night after work and on the weekends, and we were just working constantly on this house. 
And so we decided that we would, you know, install all the doors inside and we would do all the trim work inside. And then we decided we would do the cabinets inside. And then, you know, somehow or another, we got the wild hair to decide that we were going to do the hardwood floors in the house, you know. And so we did all this work together building his home. And it just turned out beautiful. Uh, and it was literally probably six months during that time of my life that I could have said, you know what? These were the best couple months of my life at that point. And, um, you know, I think about that all the time. Uh, and I'll tell you why. So, you know, after that, things began to change for me. I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, getting better at maintaining my sobriety. I was getting better, um, at learning how to do the right things, developing a conscience, that sort of thing. You know, and, and, it's funny, you don't really realize those things as they're happening. I mean, you're just kind of involved in it. And so you're not really thinking about it real time. You're just trying to do better every day than you did the day before. And that sort of thing. And that whole one day at a time thing that you hear so much with uh, sobriety. And so we we go on, you know, he gets the house finished. He moves in the house. You know, we went over there several times for, you know, dinner and that, that sort of thing. Um. A few years after that, I would leave that that particular congregation of people, that church, and go with some others from there and start a new one. And that congregation helped us do that, right? So, you know, he and I lost touch in that in that way. I and mean, we wouldn't see each other every week and 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 all that. But as uh 2012 was approaching and I was getting ready to move to Birmingham to start ministry here. Now, this is obviously eight years after the fact. Uh, of he and I building his house. Um, he calls me up and says, hey, man, he goes, before you move to Birmingham, I need to get a new roof put on my house. Do you mind, you know, coming over and doing that for for me? And I, I said, yeah, man, we would love to. So we came over, you know, and he, he hired us to put the roof on the house. And it was, you know, another visit to the house, the first house that I built. And, uh, you know, got to spend another couple of days with him and, you know, kind of revisit some of those things. And he took me through the house and showed me some more things that he had done and added. And it was just, you know, it was really cool. And so I moved to Birmingham and I would see him a couple of times. So, you know, I saw him a couple of times, I guess, over through, the, you know, through the years where, you know, they would be on the way to somewhere else and they would visit with us in Birmingham here and, and go to church with us. Um, And then, you know, two years ago, his son was over here doing an internship. So his son would, would come to church with us and we hung out and, you know, it's just, it was just one of those relationships that, you know, one of those people that that's once they're in your life, they're just in your life. And, and we kind of weave back and forth and in and out. But then, so it gets to the point of um, the story here where, where he sends me the text yesterday and tells me he's thinking about me. So back to where I began, he's thinking about me. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He said, well, I'm just, you know, here in the house cleaning up, getting ready to put it on the market. And so over the last couple of years, he had bought some some uh, property up north of Atlanta, 15 acres. Now, if you know anything about real estate in Atlanta, you know that 15 acres in Atlanta is not only hard to come by, but it's 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 priced at a, at a, at a significantly uh, higher rate than it, than it might be in other places, especially like here in Birmingham. Um, but he bought this, this land, uh, a few years ago and decided he was going to build on that. So he sells his house 
you know, and he, uh, he sends me the, the MLS listing of the house and it's, you know, he's, he's selling it for, you know, I'm not going to tell you the amount, but it was a significant, uh, higher, a significantly higher amount than what we built it for. And I just thought, wow, man, that really aged well. And I just thought about how the value of that house uh, and what went into it and, and how now he, what he's getting out of it, you know, and we could, we could talk all day about real estate and that sort of thing. But the, the, the point I want to make is that, you know, the house grew in value um, well above what I ever thought that it would, you know, he's, he will clear north of half million dollars on this house. Um, and that's significantly more than what we built it for. Um, so that might be another good podcast for another time. Uh, you know, real estate and the, the, the wisdom of, of buying property and buying land. But anyway, and so I'm looking through the, through the listing and I'm just, it's got the pictures in there and I'm kind of going through and I remember those floors, man. And I remember those doors, those doors were so hard to install that we installed inside the house because, you know, they, they were, they were untrimmed. So we had to hang the door and then we had to trim out both sides of the door. It wasn't like one of those pre-hung jobs that you get at Home Depot. These were real solid core, uh, really nice interior doors. And, you know, looking at those pictures and kind of re, you know, remembering, uh, you know, slamming your, your thumb with the hammer and almost shooting your finger with a nail gun and that sort of thing. And, you know, all the trim we put in that house and then seeing, you know, seeing through the kitchen in the pictures and seeing the bathroom cabinets and the floors and all oh, those floors were a nightmare. I mean, just, it was, uh, <laughs> neither one of us knew what we were doing, but somehow or another we got them down and they looked great. And, um, you know, I started thinking about it, you know, and it's funny how you do that in retrospect, you can always think back to, to something significant in your life that changed you. And that house was one of those things, you know, and like I said, you don't realize it real time. You don't realize it as it's happening. But I look back at building that house and I really feel like I could say with, with 100% sincerity that that house built me. Well, it began the process anyway. Maybe it didn't build me entirely, but, you know, at that point in my life, no one trusted me. You know, I, I didn't deserve that. I, I had broken everyone's trust around me. I'd taken, uh, you know, the trust that I had in certain relationships and either I'd manipulated it or I just flat out broke it. Um, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence, you know, or, or a high self-opinion of myself, you know, still kind of wrestling with my, my guilt and my shame and the, the things that I had done and working through my addiction. And so, when I think back to this guy taking a chance on me, he knew all that, right? I mean, he knew who I was. He knew where I'd come from. He knew what my issues were. And yet he took a chance on me and said, hey, you know what? I want you to help me build my house. That was huge. You know, and I didn't see it at the time, you know, but looking back on it now and seeing where I was and seeing where he was in comparison, I mean, he absolutely invested in me. Uh, he absolutely saw something in me that maybe I couldn't even see in myself at the time and said, you know what? You're worth this. I want you. I mean, think about it. I mean, this, this is a home. This is, this is a, uh, an investment. And he was trusting me with that investment to help him create the home of his, of his dreams at that time uh, to be a part of that process. 
And man, I don't know if I'll ever be able to fully articulate what that did for me. But I look back at the growth that came from it. The fact that that someone trusted me, someone believed in me, someone had their confidence in me and someone invested their time. You know, the conversations that he and I had during that time when we would we were working these crazy, you know, 12 hour Saturdays. Um, and then sometimes after church on Sunday, even, you know. Uh, the conversations that we had and, and the, just the, the things he shared with me that, that really helped me, all these things just combined. I look back at that, that six month period and I think, wow, man, that really did build me. It, it built into me something that I was missing and it gave me a, a foundation to build upon that though I had my faith, I was still learning. And though I had, you know, uh, acknowledgement of, of being forgiven and that, and, and, and all the things associated with that. This was the, the fruit of that. This was the proof of that, that someone had recognized that, you know what, I know what you did, but I don't care. I, I, I believe that you're a changed person or that you're trying to be a changed person. And I'll, I, I want you to, to, to help me. He invited me into his world for those six months and trusted me with a lot. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to fully repay him or thank him for that. And so the practical application of this and what I want to share with you is that all you have in this life, I mean, we we can all strive to work hard and to, to have nice things, to have a nice home, to have a nice car. Uh, And there's, and there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. So don't misunderstand me, but all you really have in this life are your relationships. That's it. You know, when, when you die, no one's going to bring your stuff to your funeral. But all the people that you knew and loved you are going to come. Right? They're going to show up because of the relationship they have with you. And so if you take that point in logic and say, okay, well, then all I have are the relationships. My, my admonition to you then is invest in people. See the good in people. Look at someone in their situation. And when you see someone putting forth effort to try to better their self, to, to change their life, to change their world, you know, I, I say often that, you know, we not, may not be able to change the world, but we can certainly change our own. And to see someone in the process of that, you never know what you're reaching out and saying, hey, you know what? Not that I would like to help you. Don't tell them that. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with telling him that, but that's not what Ken said. That's not what he said to me. He didn't say, hey, I want to help you. He said, I want you to help me. And what that did was it gave me purpose. It, it gave me something to look forward to. He wasn't, he didn't tell me that he was trying to help me. He told me that he wanted me to help him. And in turn, what happened was that he did help me. He invested in me. And so that's the admonition to you that you're listening to this. Invest in people. Look and see when people are trying and try to find a way to give them the same purpose that that I was given in that moment. To not say that, hey, I want to help you. Say, I want you to help me in some way. And what I found out, and this this life lesson is absolutely true, is that if you truly want to find yourself, you got to lose yourself serving someone else or serving something else, something bigger than yourself, something outside yourself. Because that's really where 
the transformation in me, I believe, began. I mean, it began before that with my decision to change. But this was the thing that kind of took it to the next place. This was the thing that you might call the catalyst that, that said, you know what? You can do this. You know what? You are good enough. You, you, you know, that despite what you've done, you're, you're, you're worthy of, of being trusted. You know, and, and I look back at that opportunity, and he was the first person that gave me that opportunity to be trusted again. Um, that was something that, that really meant a lot to me and means a lot to me still. And so if there's anything that I, that I could, I can say about that is that's what we ought to be doing around us. If you look around, I mean, there, we live in a time now where, um, nothing, nothing makes sense on the surface. Uh, I mean, every day there, there is some new, uh, you know, revelation about some politician. There's some new scandal, uh, with, with the entertainment industry in Hollywood. There's, there's all these these things, you know, in 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 your work world, and in, in the just just with the the ebb and flow of the the natural uh, landscape of, of our country, whether it's from the political side or the financial side or from the spiritual side, there there are so many things that are that are in constant flux now. The one thing that will never change is the is that when you give someone purpose, when you give someone a reason, when you change their why, it'll always be true that that will begin to change that person forever. And those little changes that come incrementally will build upon one another. You know, and, and, and someday, 20 years later, they'll look back and go, wow, that's when that started. And so, you know, when I got that text yesterday, it just hit me. I, 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 I read it, you know, and I, and I looked through the pictures, and it just reminded me uh, of a time where someone saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and someone took a chance on me. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do. Take a chance on someone. Look for people that are trying to better themselves and get involved. You know, the, none of us are getting out of here alive. That's just the bottom line. That is the truth. None of us are going to get out of here alive. And so all you've got is time and relationships. So don't waste them. Don't waste them. Look, thanks so much for being here. Uh, I I know it was kind of weird without Scott. We didn't have a conversation tonight. This is probably the shortest podcast that's going to be released uh, by us. Uh, But Scott will be back with us next week. And... um, and we'll continue on. But thank you so much for being here. Uh, as, as always, if you got some value out of this, like it and share it. And um, until then, we'll see you next week. Later, y'all.